0: Welcome everyone to the first episode of Rerun Shuffle, the podcast where we hit shuffle on Comfort TV. Uh, this actually, this is the first episode of this show, but I think it's actually the first podcast we've ever done in this fancy new studio we built.
1: Yeah, it's feeling nice. I'm it, feeling comfy.
0: It's so it's so nice. We got like nice little purple mood lights. Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, so, just a quick introduction. Um, I am Tim, the machine, apparently, according to the outline. Nacy, I'm a pro wrestler. <laughs> I am a sort of nameless, nomadic, uh, multimedia guy here at Viewpoints. Uh, I make podcasts, and on occasion, I write film reviews. Um, I am, TV-wise, a sitcom obsessive. Uh, Cheers, and the first 10 seasons of The Simpsons are like the Washington and Jefferson on my (laughs) Mount (laughs) Rushmore.
1: Washington and Jefferson. Hi, I am Leo Cabral. Pronouns they them. I am the editor in chief of Viewpoints. I am queer, trans, and non-binary. I'm a multimedia journalist, and I am a lover of cartoons and creepy things like the No Sleep podcast, Steven Universe, Shira, horror movies, to name a few.
0: Ooh yeah, No Sleep that messes me up. <laughs> can't I deal, deal with it. I fall
1: asleep to No Sleep.
0: Like r- r- ritual ritual games, like, like there's, there's a lot there's a lot of like horror stuff that doesn't even phase me, but like ritual games, ugh, I can't I can't I can't I can't deal with like the like like Midnight Man.
1: Nothing phases me anymore. I need to be scared in order to function.
0: All right, so before we get started, mm-hmm. um, I just want to talk a little bit about what this show what this show is. It was inspired by the waves and waves and waves, honestly, of rewatch podcasts that are making up so much in the industry right now, like um Office Ladies where they watch um, Angela Kinsey and and um I almost called her Pam. Um Jenna Fisher, I cannot remember her name.
1: <laughs>
0: I apologize, Jenna Fisher, I know you're listening. <laughs> so sorry Jenny. I just made I just made her crap list um, and Fake Doctors Are Real Friends with uh, Zach Braff and Donald On where yeah they, they watch they watch these shows uh, top to bottom uh, this is a little bit of a twist on that aside from the fact that we're not on any of these shows um, rather than focus on one show from top to bottom uh, we'll be switching it up uh, each week Uh, We'll look at a different episode of a different show, Uh, the goal being to, you know, take a more critical look at the shows that we hold close to us and offer our thoughts on how they've aged. And, you know, some of them, I can think off the top of my head, have not aged very well.
1: There's many that haven't aged very well.
0: Oh, yeah. There will definitely be returns to some shows, but we'll never do the same one two weeks in a row. Uh, so, now that we have that little bit of housekeeping out of the way, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, current TV. What are you watching right now, Leo?
1: Right now, I am watching Reservation Dogs, as ah, you yes. know. Yes. Um, we kind of, we were originally going to do Reservation Dogs for this show, but we realized let's do old TV. Uh, reservation Dogs is about four friends on a reservation in Oklahoma. They hustle and steal to save up enough money to move to the beautiful and mysterious California, which happens to be where we are.
0: Yeah, it's um I, I i i'm not caught up i think i only watched like the first uh, couple episodes i think the last one i watched was the one where uh they have to go to that free clinic and um bobby lee is like every single <laughs> is like every single um specialist
1: every single doctor <laughs> i love it i actually have caught up to the most recent episode i believe and um it is a riot it's an emotional roller coaster it's beautiful show you should definitely watch
0: it yeah if you, if, you, if, you if, if, if if like shameless mixed with a coen brothers movie is something that appeals to you that's that's basically what this for the show is There's like some surrealism to it but it's also like it's also kind of gritty like it somehow manages to pull off both of those things it's it's excellent i need, I need to get back more into it yes you do and as for me um i'm watching a lot actually even despite the fact that summer is kind of a festering sinkhole in terms of television Um, you know Disney Plus has been killing it I've been watching a lot of uh, What If Uh, Ted Lasso which is uh, which is the show on Apple TV about uh, Jason Sudeikis plays an American football coach who goes to London to coach soccer. Really, really excellent dramedy. And um, it, it's, it's not the best show, but it's friendly enough. Um, Housebroken, which is about a poodle named Honey who runs a a uh, therapy group for dogs or all dog, well, for 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 animals. Like there's all kinds. There's all kinds of like there's like there's like there's a there's a pig in there. There's a hamster. It's 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 a, it's a, it's, a, it's a super friendly show. It's a little rough around the edges, but it's it's it's, it's a super friendly show and I've been coming back to it time from time to time.
1: You said this is on Disney Plus?
0: No, this is on um actually I I, I mixed up on. This, this this one's on Fox. Oh, this one's on Fox.
1: Okay, yes, cool. Yes,
0: yeah, my, my favorite show right now, since Marvel's not really doing any like big entertainment, because Loki, Loki let out a little while ago, um, there's, a sh- there's, a, there's a show, it was, it's, it's a reboot of the Turner and Hooch franchise. Turner and Hooch was a late 80s cop movie about Tom Hanks, who inherits a messy dog and he kind of becomes his partner. Um, this one, is, uh, this, this show follows uh, his son played by uh, Josh Peck, Tom Hanks' character, um, uh, Scott Turner Sr. Uh, it's at least implied that, that, that it's actually Tom Hanks. we never seen any pictures or anything, because like, I'm assuming they couldn't afford him.
1: <laughs> No, I don't think anybody can afford Tom Hanks at this point.
0: Honestly, yeah, <laughs> um, he winds up dead under mysterious circumstances. Oh God! They said he has a, he has like a they 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 claim that he has a heart attack, but there's like this overarching story where uh, where Josh Peck's character and his sister, who's played by Lindsay Fonseca, they're like investigating like what the case that he was like knee deep in before before he died, and it's starting to it's starting to imply that it might not have been biological.
1: Classic vigilante justice, right Pretty here. pretty good
0: stuff. Yeah. So the. The the premise is basically the same. Um Scott Junior uh, inherits a dog who is also named Hooch and is of the same the same breed. He's a french he's a he's a French mastiff, which if anybody doesn't know, he's kinda like a kind of like a pit bull mixed with a bulldog. And like he's a super messy dog. Like he's just drooling all over the place all the time and you know, getting into the flower and stuff, but like I want a dog like that so bad. He's <laughs>
1: Aside from the drooling, I would love a big dog like
0: that. <laughs> uh, one thing I would say is that people might be—I—I I can understand, totally understandably—people might be turned off by the whole police procedural angle because thats that is, is—it's it, it, a cop show. Uh, Josh Peck is—he's a—he's a, hes a U.S. Marshal, though. Like it's not like they're not—they're not like beat cops. Um, they're doing most of the most of the stories that we follow because it, it's a case of the week show, and uh, they are usually doing like bodyguard work and. Bodyguard work and like um, security detail at like court cases and stuff. And they, they, they I'm, I'm sure there's realities to being a U.S. Marshal that are glossed over, but more or less it is. There's no ugliness or corruption really happening here. It, it, it's 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 friendly enough.
1: Kid friendly. Pretty pretty much. It, it, it's it's a
0: little violent sometimes. There's 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 some fistfights. There's some explosions. There's some gunfire. It's it's probably like a TV fourteen kind of thing, but it's generally appropriate enough for kids.
1: Sounds kid-friendly to me.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's got basically everything you could want in a comfortable weekly action show. Self-contained cases, uh, a lot of humor, reasonably charming. That doesn't quite work. The chemistry's not totally there. Will they, won't they romance? But, you know, you, you like them both.
1: <laughs> you like them
0: both enough. But, yeah, there's this whole thing. Yeah, like, the, 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 the lady who's helping him train Hooch has a crush on Josh Peck and, like, it, they they just decided to go with the angle where just he doesn't notice, oh, and now he's and now and now he's dating someone else and she's like having her guts ripped out because he keeps showing up and like, <laughs> it's frustrating, mm. especially because we know like the the show's pleasant enough that we know that they're eventually gonna get married <laughs> if the show goes on long enough, but like yeah it's it's uh, it's 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 a little frustrating.
1: Just why tease us like that? Just let them be together. Just
0: yeah, just be just 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 just, just be healthy and and, and and to the lady too. I'm like you. Say something, just just say it to him. He's clearly too dumb. There's a reason he's not a detective.
1: I can clearly relate to this guy, if we're, if we're being honest.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, no I, no, I, 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 I totally get it. I'm just saying on her end, just please, just, just, you know, he, he's he's an idiot. Just say something. Cause yeah, I'm I'm usually that idiot, like you like you said.
1: Yeah, me too. Oh, cool. We're just a couple of idiots in here. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's uh, that's good. That, that's gonna inspire a lot of confidence
1: in listeners. Oh yeah. You, we just listened to, yeah
0: you're going to love our stuff oh yeah yeah we're 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 we're, we're going to offer our two cents on complicated topics but uh we're dumb <laughs> um but yeah the show is about halfway through its first season and um it's a little rough around the edges and you know very corny but it's bursting with potential like i'm i'm enjoying it they're they're learning lessons every week um, about how to like produce a tv show in a satisfying way and i'm liking it more and more every 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 week we go by and uh yeah, it's it's low stakes enough that I don't need to think about it too much, but it makes my night whenever I watch it. I'd really hate to see it canceled. So if you have Disney Plus, please give it a shot. And just real quick before we get into the actual show, I just found out that one of my favorite shows, Seinfeld, which has been off the air for, well, I been off of streaming, I should say, for like like a few months now, I think like Hulu took it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's finally coming back to Netflix in October. I don't have any like analysis of this. I'm just giddy because. I haven't been able to stream the show for for a month. I mean, Your Enthusiasm exists, which is the same vibe, but like, I need my Seinfeld.
1: I understand. I'm waiting for what we do in the shadows currently, so I understand the waiting. Oh, would
0: they not do those weekly, like, but or I mean, I mean, I mean, like, um, putting them on streaming weekly.
1: Oh, I'm waiting. It's on. It's on streaming. I'm just waiting for the third season.
0: Oh, oh, I thought I, th- I thought that we I thought we were on season. I don't know. I'm I'm not keeping track very well.
1: Apparently, I'm not keeping track very well either. The host, the
0: host of the ho- the co-host of the TV podcast, is not keeping track of television. Whoops. Oh, this is going great, Leo, isn't this? I'm so
1: sorry, too. <laughs> That's my fault. Then.
0: Okay, so now let's get into our main topic. Um, this one was your idea, so I should go ahead
1: and offer some
0: <laughs> offer some background for our listeners.
1: Okay, so. Tim made the mistake of asking me what we should watch for our first episode, and you know, knowing me, I obviously chose options that had to do with gender in some kind of way, because why not? Um, let's come in hot, yeah.
0: Let's uh, let's let let let's be controversial.
1: <laughs> you know, a little controversy is good every now and then. I know for
0: sure, for sure.
1: So that is how we ended up with the gender episode of the Next Generation.
0: Okay, and yeah, I so yeah, I I was, to be to be perfectly honest, yeah, Cobb was caught off guard, was not was not ready, for a big gender discussion right out of the gate, and uh, in addition to that, uh, this was also my first real exposure to Star Trek: The Next Generation, uh, which yeah, it's a hell of a place to start.
1: I think it's a great place to start.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm passingly familiar with uh, with Star Trek. I I've seen you know, I saw I saw Wrath of Khan. I've seen a couple episodes here and there of the '60s series, and. Um, I'm sure a lot of people get really mad at me for, like, lumping this in with the franchise, but um, I have seen all three of the Abrams movies. Oh. <laughs> which, that, that's a whole that's a whole can of worms. We're not going to get into that today. So for anybody who somehow is unfamiliar, I'm sure you've at least absorbed some of it through osmosis like I have. Star Trek The Next Generation uh, ran from 1987 to 1994 on, uh, what channel was it? Do you know?
1: I do not. <laughs> <laughs> My only exposure to Star Trek was uh, streaming it on Netflix, I want
0: to say. One second, we can fix this. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so well, while Leo gets that information up, um, it tells the same sorts of story. It, it, it's a follow-up. It's in the same universe as the original series, which starred, uh, you know, DeForest Kelly, William Shatner, and Leonard Nimoy. Uh, but this one, it focuses, it, it, it focuses on a new crew uh, played by... Uh, the likes of Patrick Stewart, Jonathan Frakes, Lavar Burton, and Denise Crosby. And it tells the same kind of stories, which is a band of military-sanctioned explorers just have adventures across the galaxy. And, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty good stuff. Uh, before we get into the actual uh, episode itself, uh, just a quick warning. Like we said a second ago, uh, we will be likely getting into some pretty heavy themes this time around. Uh, so if any of this maybe is particularly triggering for you, um, we will be back next week with something a little bit fluffier. <laughs> Um, and so yeah, this this will likely happen often. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get into it. We're not gonna sugarcoat it. And even in some of the fluffier episodes are probably gonna have some stuff that doesn't work, and we're gonna have to talk about it. Listen,
1: uh, uh, everything about me is gender based. I if I see something, I talk about gender. It's gonna happen. So. Be prepared.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah. Just, uh, just, I'm, I'm saying specifically in this episode, there, there, there's some, there's some, there's some gender-related stuff. Like what, like what, like what happens to certain characters that eh, it gets, uh, it gets dicey and ugly and a little too real, actually.
1: A little bit. Oh, uh, to interject, Google is telling me that it aired on CBS.
0: CBS. I, I, I figured actually, yeah, because I'm yeah, um, Paramount Plus, which is where I, which is where I watched it. Uh, it used to be CBS All Access, or used to be CBS All Access. And they had all the Star Trek stuff.
1: Oh my god, that makes
0: so much sense. <laughs> well, I mean, things things th- things jump around because I know for a fact that uh, Frasier aired on on NBC, but for some reason on Hulu, on the down in the corner it says CBS. That's
1: so funny. I, yeah, it's
0: it's so like I I don't I don't understand. I I I I watch the content, guys. I don't understand the legality of of any of this stuff.
1: Who even understands legality?
0: All right, so since this was uh, your episode this week, uh, why don't you uh, lead us into the recap?
1: All right, here we go. So, at the beginning, uh, Captain Picard introduces the androgynous Janai in the classic Alien of the Week fashion, however, I think we can more accurately describe them as agender or without gender, as we have, um, you know, language has progressed. The Janai asked the Starship Enterprise crew for help when a couple of their Janai pilots disappear into a pocket of null space. What is null space? Think of a battery draining pocket dimension.
0: Yeah, it's kind of kind of like kind of like an invisible black hole. Like there's there's actually a part in this episode where they accidentally like nick the side of it and like it makes like part of their it makes like part of their engine disappear.
1: Yeah, terrifying. Will Riker and a Janai pilot named Soren must fly a small ship together and chart the null space void. Riker and Soren spend some time together and become close. Close, very close. <laughs> gets <attention>. gets spicy. <laughs> it's spicy is one way to put it. Spicier than that split pea soup, I'm sure.
0: Oh yeah, that looks so gross. I did not want. To, I did, I didn't want anything to do with that split pea soup.
1: I had split pea soup once. Never again.
0: Well, just in particular, because like when you guys like when Riker mentioned that that he used a replicator kind of thing to like to, like synthesize it, it kind of reminded me of um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I don't know if you're too familiar with that.
1: I'm
0: not. Um, there's yeah, there's like there's like this whole thing where uh, the main character Arthur is like a super like super super British guy. Like he's a, he's, he's like a, a caricature of a British man, and like all he wants is a cup of tea, and tea just doesn't exist in space, and so he gets picked up by this one spaceship, and the machine. Is specifically built by this like horrible cybernetics corporation um, right. to cre- to create a beverage that is much like, if not entirely like, tea. In in, in the movie, he's like he spits it out because it's gross, but it's funnier in the book because he's like he drinks it and he's like, you know what? This is fine. <laughs> Disappointing, <laughs> but it's fine. And that's kind of how I pictured it. Because, like, it, yeah, this flippy soup in general is gross. I mean, Icky. the exorcist used it as vomit, like.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. like,
0: yeah, I, I, don't, I don't want anything to do with it. But that, that soup especially was, nice. like, really pale looking. I, did, I, did, I didn't want anything to do
1: with that. No, thank you. <laughs> Even if it's a simulation of the soup, no, thank you. Nope, I'm good. <laughs> it's not long before the subject comes up and everyone is questioning how gender works for the other. Soren asked Riker about his genitals. Um,
0: <laughs> I, I, I I had like pause. I laughed out loud. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> tell me about your genitals. Oh boy. Okay.
1: Um, I also would be taken aback if somebody asked me about my genitals. So. The,
0: the look on Riker's face was like fantastic. Tell me your genitals, he, 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 his eyes didn't bug out, but he was just, just kind of like look at her like,
1: they oh cou- boy. They might as well should have <laughs> bugged out. Riker asks how gender neutral pronouns work. Soren asked Dr. Beverly Crusher about attraction and what it means to be a woman after Soren suffers a mild concussion during that charting mission.
0: Yeah, go- going going back to those scenes where they were just kind of having conversation, like over the over the soup. Um, I really related to Riker in those scenes. Um, yeah, I didn't really mention at the top of the show. I am, I, I'm, 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 I, I, I check all the boxes. I am, I am heterosexual. I am, I am, I am Caucasian. I am cisgender and I am male. There is a lot of information and context out there that I just straight don't have access to organically. I want to understand. I want to be sensitive. I want to make sure that I don't say things that accidentally offend people. Um, But I just don't know the how, when, who aspects of asking those questions without making it feel like I think it's everyone else's job to teach me because it's not. Everybody's just trying to, everyone's just trying to vibe and live their lives and like I don't need, they don't need me asking about this thing that they live with.
1: Exactly. And I related to Soren here because as someone who neither identifies as male or female, I am often confronted with questions from curious, occasionally well-meaning people. Sometimes people try to avoid the subject entirely, occasionally making things awkward. Perhaps if people like me were more visible in the media, maybe if everyone received comprehensive education about LGBTQ people, maybe we could all approach these topics with more grace. Like how when Riker and Soren were first talking to each other before they got into the, the murky waters of gender, um, it was very normal, very straight to the point. Let's get to business. You're a pilot, I'm a pilot, let's co pilot. Yeah, exactly, yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, it, it, we're, we're all in kind of a sticky, precarious situation right now because um, it, it's only, it was only, I mean, this is all, all of this stuff has always been a thing, like just whether people want to admit it or not, Exactly. Um, it's always been a thing. But it hasn't really come to the foreground until recent years. And now people are just kind of scrambling to catch up. Okay, how do we not, how do, how do, how do we not make each other feel bad? Which is like the, which is like the, the general thesis, like how do, how do, how do we just not bum people out.
1: (laughs) Right. Exactly. And everybody's like, well, I don't want to make anybody feel awkward. So I might as well just stay in my bubble, you know? Yeah. Soren explains to Riker that the Janai have evolved beyond the need for gender markers, even labeling it primitive. However, it's not as utopian as some may assume. Much like many dominant cultures and societal norms that we are familiar with, uh, the Janai enforce their non-gendered lifestyles on the whole population. If anyone were to deviate from those norms and identify with a the gender, they end up labeled ill and must undergo, undergo psychotechnic therapy to fix them.
0: Yeah, nasty, nasty language they use.
1: Oh, yeah. It's, of course we can say that that's um, akin to conversion therapy. And uh, my note is how the Janai approach gender in this episode, it reminds me of how Western culture swears by the gender binary, that we experience as a sign of evolved society, which is a notion that has strong roots in racism. For example, the colonizers aggressively depicted people of color and indigenous cultures as cross dressers and primitive for not having the same gender politics as them. Um, it was really messy. And, you know, this is probably the point that the writer was trying to make, but maybe I'm reading too much into this like I tend to do.
0: Well, I mean that was that was something that struck me was that um Something, that's something I love I mean I love I love like I love funny satire but I also love serious satire oh
1: god me too
0: and um that was kind of how they were approaching this like they they they, they were showing us that like even, even though this this place has gotten rid of gender because we, we cause all kinds of problems obviously we cause all kinds of problems with our gender binary and some people have said that like if we just got rid of that gender binary all the problems would just go away and um the writers of this episode they kind of make the argument that those problems those lines in the sand are always going to be there so even if we got rid of gender we would just find some new area to to vilify so you can't just erase it and it kind of it kind of it did that by it did that by flipping the solution on its head and kind of showing people who think that that's the answer showing them that we're speculating that this likely would not be the answer there might not be an answer
1: Yes, exactly, and uh, that's what my friends and I are always saying, you know, in my circles, we're always saying how gender is fake. <laughs> gender is so fake. Um, it's
0: a chemical reaction, yeah, like, yeah. like what, are, what are you going <laughs> to...
1: Exactly, so if you were to just completely eliminate the gender and, you know, hop onto that, the other side of that spectrum, you know, as a opposite to what we have now, um, yeah, you're not really going to get rid of all the actual societal problems between people because there's still there's still classism out there. There's still racism. There's going to be problems.
0: It's it's critical. Yeah, this episode is. I mean, because obviously we we do get into the obvious sexuality and, and gender and all that kind of stuff. Because we, because we do also get into like not not only just like gender identity but also like um, sexuality. Because uh, because after a while, Soren she does identify as female. Spoilers. We haven't gotten to that part in the recap yet. <laughs>
1: It's but okay.
0: but um, yeah, she does eventually. Um, and yeah, and in that moment, she does become she. I've been trying to be very careful with my pronouns, um, mm-hmm. but and, and that's kind and that's kind and that's kind of another thing that makes this episode kind of fascinating because the because the pronouns become relevant and irrelevant. Um, they go back and forth.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. I love that they played around with that. Um. I like that. As soon as Soren comes out to Riker that and expresses that she is a woman, he starts to use um, she/her pronouns mm-hmm. for her, which I think is some it was something we can do as the audience as well, since she is clearly a female, a woman.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We when I was when I was writing the outline for this episode, I, there's actually a um, little further in. I, I I put a she in there. And like I kind of like I kind of like did a double take, eyes bugged out of my head. Oh no! Oh God! What have I done? <laughs> and then I realized, no. I mean, in that moment, Soren was a she. Yes. And what I was getting at too before is that yeah. So so we we get into this this matter of sexuality and and attraction and stuff because of the, with the whole thing with Soren and Riker, in addition to all of those themes, this episode is also like really strikingly like. And like like critical of society and critical of government as well. Like that like that that that's that's a big part of it. Is that even if we got rid of the concept of gender, the government is going to decide that something is the right answer, and that's the issue.
1: Sorry, I just I'm just so excited that we're taking this route.
0: America, everybody, that's America.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, um, if you read some trans, some trans literature, some philosophy some critical thought on it you will see how the government how the powers at play how all of that definitely dictates what your gender is how you should pres- it's policing
0: mm-hmm. yeah no matter yeah, no matter what the angle is there's always going to be some kind of policing
1: Woo. <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Which is which is why I'm thinking that even though it'd be a perfect show for this podcast, I'm thinking we're gonna steer clear of Brooklyn nine nine. <laughs> might 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 be a little bit of a thing.
1: But ironically <laughs> enough, I thought Brooklyn nine nine was hilarious.
0: It, it it is, but you know, it, it does it does kind of um, I, I, I found that the, 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 the most recent season they started they started, off, they, started like, they came in really hot. You know the first episode they actually had like a serious conversation. Andy Sandberg's character was, uh, was, was engaging really heavily with uh, Stephanie Beatrice's character about because, because she had quit being a police detective at the, at the, between the two between the last two seasons because she couldn't be part of the system anymore. And Andy Sandberg's character, he stayed on the force. And he was, he was, like, really insecure about it, saying that. And, 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 I, and I actually related hard, because during the whole, you know, all of the Black Lives Matter protests of last year, um, there was a lot of talk about how, you know, white people cause problems, and being a white person... You can't help but get a little little, little emotional. I, I, I don't think I attacked anybody online or anything, but I was very, very insecure and looking very deeply into myself about, like, am I actually part of the problem without meaning to be? And that's kind of the the journey Andy Samberg's character goes through in that episode is that he is worried that because she said that the, that she can't be part of this corrupt system anymore, and he is and he actually and he's and he's still part of it. Does she think that he's a bad person? And he's trying to like convince her to come back to the force, showing her that you know uh, that's that, that that that's what the episode's called is um the good ones. The episode, the first episode, is called "The Good Ones," and Ooh. that's how he's trying to. That's that. That's how he's trying to play it. It's like, no, no, there are, there are, there are, there are. There's even a joke in the episode where he's like, um, "You know, no, you don't have to." He's they're they're, they're like because she's a private detective now and she's talking to her, her client and he's like and he's like, "No, you don't have to worry about me. I'm one of the good ones." And I know how that sounds. Oh, I know how that sounds. All right, I don't. Um, I I know there's lots of bad ones who say that I'm that they're one of the good ones, but I am actually one of the good ones. <laughs> and like the, the woman's like visibly uncomfortable. And, um, but yeah, like they, 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 get into that whole, they get into that whole thing about how, about how that, yeah, like that. That,
1: that is so funny. Yeah, I forgot where I was going with like this.
0: <laughs> <Okay. laughs> this. This no. is, is going to happen from time to time, everybody. Um, I go off on tangents and I get excited about another subject and then I'm like, okay, how did we get here from Star Trek?
1: <laughs> yeah, right. No, I do the same exact thing. Um, about that, actually, going back to your tangent, um, I actually like that uh, some show, some media has been a little bit more critical of how they portray the police, I wanna say, how they portray their role in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that it had you thinking critically, like, oh no, am I part of the problem? I love that. Um, I feel like more white allies should actually be thinking more critically about their roles in society.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, a, a lot of the answer generally tends to be that what what I what I can do to help is just shut up, just shut <laughs> up, and listen. Just 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 listen to what people who actually have the experience are saying. Oh, right, that's where I was going. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, <laughs> the um, the that, 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 that 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 that's kind of why I think the show becomes a little bit problematic um, because 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 while they argue against the concept of you know quote the good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, they do kind of perpetuate it because, um, basically, um, Brooklyn Nine Nine does engage. I mean, I mean, you, you've watched it, you know. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine does engage with police corruption, but it's always in like a more like action movie thriller kind of way. Um, and the implication is that you know the police force is a mess,
1: <laughs>
0: but the but this but this particular precinct of the NYPD, the you know the the 99th precinct, the nine nine they are all like they're 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 this they're this they're this um there's multi multi racial, multi sexual um you know this kind of kind of melting pot of just different personalities and they I
1: like the sound of multi
0: sexual. I don't I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> I apologize <laughs> if that's not a thing or if that's a <laughs> We could say a
1: diverse.
0: Diverse, a very diverse group. Um but yeah, but it, it it's implied though that like they these these are these are the good cops. They are going to fight the bad cops. And that leads to them not needing to engage too much in issues in the policing system because we're following the good guys mm. and that it, it becomes a little bit of a mess and it, there, there's a lot of extra context you have to add to it so i feel that brooklyn 99 might not be a show that at least we should wait a little while before we get into brooklyn 99
1: sounds good <laughs> I'm down with
0: that. Okay, well, everybody, I apologize. When I <laughs> went, on, I went I on a, I went on a journey back there.
1: <laughs> oh, No worries. Eventually, I'm gonna go on that journey. I'll meet you there. <laughs> so here we are. Uh, Soren also expresses that she is attracted to Riker and that she is actually female, despite the gender norms enforced on her planet. Unfortunately, Soren's superiors notice that some sus activity between Soren and Riker is going down. And intervenes on their forbidden affairs. Yes,
0: needless to say, they do not take kindly to this.
1: Yeah, they were not happy with Soren being into Riker, for whatever reason. <laughs> Soren is taken to trial for her transgressions. Oh,
0: it? look at you. <laughs> look at you.
1: <laughs> Making trans jokes. <laughs> And um, Riker interrupts the trial, trying to take the blame, but Soren stops him and passionately defends herself.
0: Great, great monologue. That was a great scene.
1: (laughs) It was amazing. It made me emotional. Cracked my egg a little bit back in the day. Um, She defends herself and others just like her. She argues for her humanity and against the way the Jani society treats gendered people, which, when she was arguing for herself, saying, we're people too, we do this, we do that, I actually... Have noticed that that's a big thing when people like me uh, when trans gay lesbian with queer people in general when we are trying to argue for our humanity we're always taking the angle like we are just like you we are teachers we are mothers we are whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which it's 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 so, it's
0: so strange that that's just not common sense
1: <laughs> it's interesting that we have to be Eat this dead horse. But you
0: have to, yeah, you have to remind. Yeah, you just have to. You have to keep reminding people over and over and over again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, the biggest shame about all of this is that, yeah, is that Soren 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 delivers this like in, this this crazy good uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington esque uh, monologue, and uh, the Janai are not having it.
1: <laughs> they did not, not not a single tear. I did not see anybody, a single person, moved by her by her speech. So after that, Soren is sentenced and Riker tries to do a covert rescue mission that contradicts the Prime Directive, oh no, and also jeopardizes his career. Also Worf tags along because he's the homie. (laughs) 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 Riker and Worf are too late as Soren already underwent the therapy. She tells Riker that she was sick and that what they did was unacceptable. A sad and heartbroken Riker goes back to the ship, troubled. And that's the end of the episode.
0: Yeah, that that scene, like just to go back to that scene real quick, was just ab- absolutely brutal. Yeah, having having her use those gross inhuman terms about herself was nasty, and, and yeah, it, and 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 it just it just compounded when. Riker went back to the ship and um, Picard asked him like are you is, is your business done here and like you can you can, you can see that he has been ripped he's just he's, he's, he's gutted heart ripped in two and he's just like yes yes my business is done and and like and like and like Picard you know, being like the stoic guy that he is like he you, you know he knows roughly what happened
1: he feels for his bro
0: yeah he
1: does I mean and if you watch any more of the next generation you can guess why
0: which I will I, I really I really like this episode.
1: Oh my god, they pop off on the first episode. The first episode is a wild ride. So based on all of that recap, we can draw clear parallels from this episode to transgender, queer, and gender nonconforming people in our reality. The psychotechnic procedure is akin to conversion therapy that some of our LGBTQ plus and gender diverse family have been forced to endure throughout history. It's very sad.
0: So, this brings us then, now that we've recapped the episode, it kind of brings us to the question that we'll be asking about of all of the episodes that we watch on Rerun Shuffle. Uh, how, does, how does this hold up? And per- personally, I would say that um, yeah, I-, I can't speak as to how this episode was originally received, seeing as uh, it happened two years before I was born. And I think the show was actually like over and off the air the year I was born. Oh wow! So yeah, I do I, I, you know, I do not have this context, and even if I and even if I was around, the internet wasn't really a thing. All I can really go by is the shockingly low user rating on on um, on um, not Rotten Tomatoes, good lord, um IMDb, <laughs> uh, a six point eight. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, IMDb user scores are usually pretty low, even for like the best of episodes. Like usually, like the highest I still see is like an eight point five, mm-hmm. unless it's like an a- absolute stone cold classic. But um, but yeah, 6.8 6. felt very, very, um, very, very low. But honestly, I think that holding up might be like the wrong term to use here. It's, if, 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 if I think if it were released today, it would be much better received. It would, there would be a lot more conversation around it because it, it engages in a very difficult topic. And um, although and this may be because I don't have the personal context to really like engage with it on that, on that level, I can only engage it on like a, from like an outsider critical perspective. I didn't really pick up on much of a thesis statement on on, on, on on whether on whether the writers think that gender is a good thing for society or a bad thing. It's, it, there, there, there doesn't seem to be an answer. And um, although I guess maybe you could argue that that is the answer, that there is no answer.
1: That's exactly where I was going to go with that. I was going to be like, maybe they were just, you know, flipping things on its head and seeing how things work.
0: Uh, yeah it, it 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 does it has an excellent job of criticizing gender as the societal construct that it is it it, it really basically is just that flip of the coin which chemical developed more heavily in you bef- um, as a, as a, before you were born that what that led to a specific organ being <laughs> placed on your body um, and, and we've turned and we've turned that into this whole very, very important thing about who's allowed to like what, which thankfully, we're making some strides, messy strides, but strides at trying to divorce that as a necessary factor. But um, it also observed, this episode also observes that it's it, it deeply entrenched itself in our lives, because like, at no point, while, while Riker talks about the gender binary in humans um, with Soren. He never, he never seems to be totally 100% swayed that gender is the wrong answer. Like, he just talks about how, you know, there's, there, there are, there are excellent things about having two genders, which, you know, I think maybe that could be partially true. There's, I would say there's many more bad things about having two distinct genders. I
1: would say so too. But
0: stuff, uh, but yeah, but, but, but that's not even really a gender thing. That's more of like a body parts thing. Mm -hmm. Um... But um, but yeah, it, 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 looks, it, looks, it looks at both sides in a very fair and balanced way. And honestly, that's how I try to look at everything.
1: For me, how this episode holds up, I would say you could probably use a makeover, maybe a little bit of a facelift. But I do appreciate that it does ad- address gender in a time when LGBTQ plus people were becoming more visible to the public eye. Uh, for example, transgender activism, the AIDS crisis that took so many lives, um...
0: Yeah, it's very. Uh, I that, that that's one that's one thing I did. There there are there are there are some ideas in it that are dated. Like the just part, part parts of it are. Part, there there, there, are, there are some things that are taken as that are taken as absolute red. Like it was definitely it was definitely it was definitely a little bit of a rough patch when um, Riker was trying to figure out pronouns and he drops it it in there and I thought oh no no Riker oh you don't you don't do that you don't do that ever. <laughs>
1: don't do that unless that is somebody's pronouns. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, I, I, I do think that even though, you know, there was a lack of context and a lack of education in, in, the, in those kinds of situations, I think that this episode really was kind of remarkably ahead of its time. Oh, absolutely. We, we've, we've learned a lot since then, but this episode had a lot down. There's an episode of Seinfeld, I think, too, that deals with, um, that deals with, um, that deals with especially, especially um, homosexuality that I think really... Um, it's it's it, 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 it's it's very it's very it's very satirical. The characters are jerks about 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 the thing, but that's the thing. With, that's the thing with Seinfeld, is that it's it's a deeply it's a deeply cynical satirical show. It doesn't like its characters, so they're and much like much like um possibly the even uglier. It's always playing in Philadelphia. Um, they use they use these they use these rough around the edges well rough around the edges is putting it so softly so these lightly. monsters these absolute monsters savages honestly
1: um,
0: they 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 use them as props they're they're making they have these characters doing awful things and saying awful ignorant things but. You can tell if you're watching that the show itself, the writing, the way they're portraying these characters, the way they're shooting them, the lives that they live just, just karmically, um, it's making the exact opposite political point to them. So, so whenever, whenever, whenever you hear uh, Rob McElhenney's character Max say something about homosexuality, the show feels the opposite. It's just a very, very, uh, it's, it's a very, very ham-fisted, angry satire. And Seinfeld is, is roughly the same way.
1: I have a never watched a Seinfeld in my life. So this is an interesting an interesting description. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Se- Seinfeld Seinfeld is yeah. it, it, it it ta- it ta- it takes a little bit of getting used to because like i said it is very it is very um, it is a very is a very angry show larry david the creator of that show very angry man. Um, i mean all you have to do is watch curb enthusiasm i don't know if you ever saw that show no nope. boy i'm terrible at tv
1: apparently
0: <laughs> yeah that's on that's on hbo maybe <laughs> one of these days i'll i'll suggest a curb enthusiasm episode but uh, i'm going to have to warn people like guys guys, they, this, this show, this show is brutal. Like the, the, the cringe comedy on that show is second to none. Oh
1: God, cringe comedy.
0: It is, it is it is, it is, it is, it is so rough. It gets so deep in the weeds, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, much like this episode, that Seinfeld episode I feel is ahead of its time in terms of like observing these kinds of things because through, through jerks, through, through, through jerks and because they're, they're all, they all, they all, they all consider themselves to be like, to be like super woke white, white liberals. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's, there's 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 this angle to them that really just kind of gives it to people who think that way, and um, that. it was yeah. So that, that 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 episode also is very is very ahead of its time. I, I might I might bring that up um, at some point this semester. But this episode similarly, a little bit dated in terms of its um, gender and uh, and sexual politics, but given how given how bad that kind of stuff could be portrayed back in the nineties, especially <laughs> the early nineties, <90s>, um. <laughs> this is yeah it's like i said remarkably ahead of its time
1: absolutely i even remember reading somewhere that apparently uh jonathan frax the guy who plays william Riker, actually had some criticisms about the casting he believed that um soren should have been more masculine apparently and i completely agree which goes into my criticisms of this episode which you know falls under how did it how does it hold up? So there's that unfortunate image issue for gender nonconforming people in the media where agender, gender nonconforming, and non-binary people are always depicted with soft facial features, a boyish broad shouldered body, light skin, a flat chest and European features, as well as the um, <coughs> the Elliot Page. <laughs> <baby> <laughs> <trends>. <laughs> Elliot Page. Oh my god, I was gonna draw David Bowie comparisons, but oh no. man, that is so much better. <laughs> The Elliot Page baby trans haircut. No shade to Elliot. I love them so much. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sorry.
0: Shots not fired at Elliot
1: Page. No. We know
0: you're listening, Elliot.
1: I love you, Elliot. If you need somebody to marry, I am right here. (laughs) Uh, I understand it's an alien race on a show with a budget. I get it but there should have been more masculine people portraying Janai. i believe i saw one
0: exactly one
1: <laughs> exactly one more variation in bodies and skin tone and just a general wider variation of people in general would have been nice i think the reception would have been a bit better with some notes from actual queer people uh, additionally i feel it is still fa- far too binary which could have been the point, again, going back to the whole flipping things on its head, you know, going from one extreme of the spectrum to the other, um, but in the sense that it depicted the human experience as a monolithic, heteronormative, and a matanormative one. And I wouldn't say it passes the rudimentary gender 101 test if there were one, but it kind of glosses over the beautiful variations that we have in the human race, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, I, I haven't
0: seen any of the uh, the more the more recent Star Trek series like uh, like Discovery or Picard or um, even I mean it's it's the same franchise Lower Decks. Um, yes, I haven't I haven't I haven't seen any of that, but I'm very curious um, if at any point in any of those series they went back to the Janai and reappraised them. I I I'm, I'm I I would be very curious to see what a modern what a modern depiction of the Jedi would, would, would look like
1: god i would love that again give this show a, give this episode a facelift yeah it's
0: more it's more relevant now than it was at the time mm-hmm. and 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 there's more and there's more uh variation in the in the in the in the in this whole in this whole spectrum of sexuality and gender than that we're aware of now i mean it was as, as, I, as I said as i, as I keep saying it, it's always been a thing but we're all more aware of it now people are coming out as 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 the, as these as these different sorts of, in these, in these different categories.
1: It's beautiful. The future is clear.
0: Yeah. And um, so yeah, I I would love to see them. Maybe maybe not tell this exact story, but I'd like to see them return to this planet and see like what 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 does what what, what a modern version of the Jinnai look like.
1: I would love that. So
0: I think. Uh, that gets us through Season 5, Episode 17 of Star Trek Next Generation, uh, The Outcast. Um, so yeah, I, uh, so so where so where do we land on that, do you think? Do, 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 you, do you think it held up, or it, as, as, as a whole?
1: I would say it's very fun to go back to, to analyze what people were, th- what what Hollywood was thinking about gender. Um, does it hold up? Eh. But, uh, honestly, I love the episode, despite how clumsily it handled gender I it still has a very special place in my heart
0: yeah it, it I, I, I even even as even as even as the outsider that I that I am and that I will often be um, I definitely felt that it handled it in a very in a very nuanced fair and balanced way there there's just some some holes in education that you know and you know the argument could be made that maybe they couldn't help it back then just just in terms of just what people were even like people were talking about because I because I have to imagine there was a lot more like, like I said there were there was that there was a lot more um, gender and sexuality variation back then that whole thing about it you know just um, sexuality and gender being fluid and um, all these and yeah, it being just this big wide big wide spectrum I'm uh, that that had that, that couldn't have been a new thing that was just invented like it's all it's always been a thing we just I mean that song in Big Mouth. I don't know if you ever saw Big Mouth about sexuality. Oh,
1: Big Mouth. Yeah,
0: that, 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 that song that they that they that they um, that they, they sing to end that the, the like uh, Duke Ellington and all of his rock star ghost friends sing to him. Like kind of kind of kind of gets into it. it it's it's uh, if you look back through pop culture, it's always been. A, I mean, just look at David Bowie. <laughs> God, I love David Bowie. And um, yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> um, oh, R.I.P. Um, but yeah, it it it, it, it it's it, it's not a new thing but people are talking about it more than they than they used to be because i think as a whole society is a little bit less hostile about yeah, I hope it
1: so, yeah um,
0: a, l- a, l- a little less hostile the hostility is still there all you got to do is look to that wonderful website known as twitter Thanks, to see
1: twitter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I, I, th- I think, yeah, I, I think I agree with you that it, 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 do, it does hold up in a lot of ways, but it, it definitely does, it definitely does need to be polished a little bit. And I would really love to see them revisit, the, as I said, revisit this alien species. And I think that will about do it. I think we got a show. Yes. Uh, so just a little bit of housekeeping before we take off for the afternoon. Um, keep an eye on this podcast network. Um, we are making big moves over the course of this semester. Um, we just got this fancy new studio. One of these days we're going to get cameras in here so that mm-hmm. uh, um, so that you can see what the inside of this booth looks like. We got some yeah, we got some nice pink mood lighting going, got we the can nice soft shoot walls. a
1: music
0: video in here. Oh yeah. Yeah, I could do a whole album. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> a few points per No. Our our remake of Don't. Let's
1: Let's not. Let's not. Actually, I redact my statement. Like a, I'm
0: just picturing it like it's like it's like Donda, but it's like a, but it's like a, but it's like a like a celebra- like a star-studded celebrity Christmas album where like every oh, song God. is sung by somebody else. No. <laughs> yes, that is that is not that is not a real pitch. Everybody, don't worry no. about it. No, you
1: don't
0: have to worry about that. Uh, what was a real pitch? Uh, check out uh, we do already have one podcast aside from this one on our network uh, it's called Field of View it's a sports podcast that is that is uh, hosted by Brian Calderon, who is one of our one of our one of our best photographers and this is Coronel who is our uh, sports editor uh, their first episode uh, was about was all about Formula One racing it's not it's not a Formula One podcast uh, they will be getting into other sports as we go it was just that was a very big week for Formula One racing
1: um,
0: they will that was that, that, that was released last Monday and you'll be able to catch new ones every Monday going forward. Um, I have never met two people who are more energetic, especially about that race car dri- about race car driving, and uh, their passion. Even though I didn't know what in the absolute hell they were talking about, um, their passion and their energy was a joy to listen to.
1: It takes a second to adjust to Formula One, but I'm one of the ones that also love Formula One now. Jesus turned me. <laughs> And all I can say is it's like Mario Kart, but in real life. Pretty,
0: pretty much, yeah. I just, I just wish they could like throw bombs, banana peels at each other. That or would, like shells. Oh, oh my God. God, that
1: would be awesome. I'm just, I'm just
0: picturing a big controversy over the blue shells. Like, should the blue shell be outlawed?
1: Dude, <laughs> by Red Bull. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's that's that's. I'm just, I'm just. I, I, I want, I want that to be a th- I wish that was the thing so that his brand could do that episode. me. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can, and um, primarily, Viewpoints is a uh, school newspaper for, for Riverside City College here in the Island Empire. Uh, you can check out our website, viewpointsonline.org. We do skew a little bit local, but there is a lot of stuff that if you're not from this area, you can, you can still appreciate. We do movie reviews. We do a lot of pop culture stuff. Uh, there is a little bit of traveling that gets done from reporters. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Riverside City College Viewpoints, as well as on Twitter and Instagram, at RCC Viewpoints. And uh, if you want to find us personally, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nacy Tim. That's N-A-C-E-Y. I've got a weird last name that a lot of people don't (laughs) grasp right away. Um, and I also host my own podcast outside the Viewpoints universe. It's called uh, The Super Awesome Variety Show with my friend uh, Brandon Eska. Uh, we do a lot of pop culture critique, but uh, primarily it's just us spending a lot of time screwing around and getting distracted. So, <laughs> so cool. all of our episodes are like an hour and a half long because like we just can't stick to the outline. <laughs> uh, you can find that on Instagram at Super Awesome Variety Show and on Twitter at sabspod. Uh Fair warning, the language is quite a bit saltier and less professional than you will hear here there's no there's no there's no hatred or racism or anything but oh, good, good. <laughs> we do just curse because i i can't help it it actually took all of my being to keep my to keep my language
1: <laughs> to
0: keep my language pg-13 for this podcast
1: oh well, i'm glad i'm not the only one <laughs> <laughs> like
0: i'm gonna have to sleep for like 10 straight hours or 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 go into or go into my bedroom and just like let out every curse that i know like just because like no this is how i talk <laughs> I personally just like to scream. (laughs) 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 And how about you, Leo? Where can the people find you?
1: Well, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at Chupacabral. And, um, you know, like Chupacabra, C-H-U-P-A-C-A-B-R-A-L underscore.
0: Gotta remember the underscore.
1: Please remember the underscore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's this absolute war criminal that goes by the same name. No. (laughs) I promise it's not me.
1: (laughs) It's my evil twin. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, I think that will about do it for us. Uh, we haven't quite decided on, uh, on, our, on on the next episode we'll be reviewing, but uh, you will hear about it as soon as we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll likely be something a little bit more uh, easier to digest. Um, Tim
1: will be picking the next episode. Yeah, and so and don't worry.
0: And I'm not only going to be and, and and I do promise that I that 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 like it's not going to be like I it's not going to be like a good cop bad cop situation where it's like I pick I pick the fluffy nice ones, and Leo picks the hard hitting ones. I, I there there are there are quite a few. I know one of these days. Um, I would love to get into um, Going back to that whole uh, The whole Black Lives Matter thing yes, um, I want to get into uh, Certain episodes of sitcoms That were taken down Because of um, ironic use of blackface Oh,
1: oh, um, oh And
0: th- that, some of them Some of them it's called for Because they were doing blackface straight But there is one episode Of one of my favorite shows And it's one of my favorite episodes Of one of my favorite shows Uh, Community. It was a season two episode called um, "Advanced Dungeons and Dragons," Um, and just to give just just a a quick a quick quick preview for when we we eventually do get to it, Um, the 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 whole thing it's actually it's actually um, the episode is not about race. It's about uh, mental health. There's a there's a there's a there's a kid at their school who is kind of picked on, and he is suicidal. So the main study group decides to play Dungeons and Dragons with him. It's like his favorite game. They want to play Dungeons and Dragons with him to uh, try to make him feel better. And uh, one of their, one of their, one of the, one of the, one of like the, the, one of the people they invited, um, who was uh, Ken Jong's character, uh, he gets super, super, super into the role playing side of it. And his character is a dark elf, and he paints his skin oh. matte black. I see they bring, that. they bring, uh, they, they they do, they do kind of reference blackface as a joke, but I personally have found it to be an absolute crime that this episode got taken down, because first of all, I don't think that that actually qualifies as real blackface. Like there was no, there was no actual racial component to him painting himself that color, and also the episode is just this really wonderful. Um, just, the, just the way it's presented because they play Dungeons and Dragons and it's kind of done like a radio drama. So like, as they're playing, they do like sound effects and music and stuff. Oh, that's so cool! And it's also it 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 all it also, it also takes a really good look at an issue that doesn't get a lot of attention: uh, men's mental health. You know, there there isn't there that it, it's something that it's something that gets ignored. And this community episode, you know, it, it dives deep. It's, it's 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 a goofy premise, but it does it does look deep into like. Uh, men's mental health and the lack of willingness in a lot of men to talk about the fact that they're depressed or they're anxious, and yeah, it just it 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 hurts my soul that you can't access this episode, and I would love to talk about it one day to really just engage with that.
1: Okay, I feel so much better after hearing that whole description now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I I realized that I I I I I realized like I say before I just before anybody turned off the podcast being like oh this guy's endorsing blackface no. In a lot of cases, there's actually uh, two episodes of Scrubs that got taken down for use of blackface.
1: Oh, Scrubs!
0: Probably warranted. Yeah, definitely
1: th- warranted. But,
0: um, but, uh, but yeah, but that, but that, but that community episode was an unnecessary casualty. And I would definitely love to talk about that one. It's, it's one. It's one of my all time favorites, and you can't get it streaming anymore. You have to get it on. Um, you have to get it on DVD.
1: Dang, let me go buy a DVD player then. <laughs>
0: But that will not be next week's episode. I will probably be choosing like a Frasier or a Cheers or something, (laughs) something, something fluffy.
1: (laughs) Good old Cheers. Good old Frasier.
0: So yeah, I think that will about do it for us.
1: Yes. Unless you've got anything to add, Leo. Nothing. I have talked as much as I possibly could on this. It is
0: also very, very hot in the sound booth. I am sweating behind my eyelids, so maybe it is time.
1: It's time. It's time to get going. I'm dripping, actually. I actually
0: see people out there moving and getting their stuff ready to go.
1: Oh, awesome. Perfect timing, then.
0: Yeah, we should probably uh, wrap this up. So uh, we will see you all next week when we take another look at another old TV episode.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in.